Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Thanks for joining us on Primetime. Bharati Jagdish with you. Now, from investors to consumers and employees to regulators, there's increasing pressure for businesses to integrate ESG considerations and metrics into how they do business. According to a recent poll, 88% of institutional investors put ESG on par with operational and financial considerations when making decisions. We're talking here specifically about investment decisions. And 60% of employees choose a place to work based on their beliefs and values, while 58% of consumers buy or advocate for brands based on who matches their beliefs. Now, being sustainable may have fallen off. Small and medium-sized enterprises' list of priorities, though, they have been facing so many challenges during the pandemic. But it is still as if not more important than ever before. Now the DBS Foundation has launched a new grant program for SMEs who are looking to kickstart their transition towards becoming more sustainable businesses. And certainly they can get all the help that they need through some of these avenues. Claire Wong, head of DBS Foundation, joins us on the line today to tell us more about some of these solutions. Hi, Claire. Thanks for joining us. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me today. Now, Claire, I understand that there is a focus on social enterprises. And I've heard so many misconceptions about social enterprises over the years. A lot of people liken them to charities and nonprofits. But really, social enterprises also have to meet their bottom lines, right? The business has to be lucrative as well, doesn't it? Absolutely. That's right. Tell me more about what exactly are the challenges that they are facing during these times. We talked about how SMEs are facing challenges in terms of the day-to-day and digitalization. What more social enterprises and how they might be able to broaden their bandwidths to look into sustainability also at this time. Yeah, I think, you know, when you look at the world around us, I mean, I'm sure you read the papers and and all that. I mean, there are all kinds of challenges that we face, social challenges with the pandemic, health challenges. um, There's environmental challenges of climate change. And I think we're confronted with a reality that, you know, surely, surely being sustainable, trying to create an impact cannot just be left to governments to solve. And I think, you know, whether it's a corporate like DBS or small enterprises like the SMEs, I think we all need to consider, you know, how we can play a role in this. And I think one of the you know, most sustainable ways of actually creating, creating an impact is to do that, you know, in the day-to-day things that we do. So if you're a business, you know, through your business, um, can you also make an impact, right? So if you are an SME, uh, yes, you know, I think SMEs today face a lot of financial pressure, uh, you know, poultry prices going up, food prices going up, and yet you to make a profit. So there's all kinds of profitability challenges. At the same time, you know, I think customers, consumers also expect businesses to think about, you know, how can you help um, the broader economy? How, do you, how can you help the community? So that, I mean, there are challenges that SMEs face. Um, at the same time, you know, I guess social enterprises, the way we define it would be, you know, enterprises that start out with a mission to solve a problem. So that could be, you know, solving the problem of maybe uh, marginalized groups of people being unable to find jobs. So enterprises might start a business to think about, okay, by creating this business, how can I provide jobs, employment to this group of people? Or it could be, you know, solving the problem of food waste, you know, seeing the amount of food waste, uh, I guess, um, countries like Singapore we face. There are many enterprises that seek to solve this problem through technology, through platforms, you know, selling products that might have, you know, that might be otherwise discarded. 
so social, that's what social enterprises are. They, they start out by trying to solve this problem. And so they try to create an impact and create a business model around it. So not only do they have the business pressures, they also set themselves a second bottom line, which is how do I expand the impact that I create, right? So I think that it's almost like you face um, pressures on, on both sides in creating an impact and also making it profitable. Um, but I think the reason why we support them is that we think this is a very sustainable way of creating impact because as you generate revenues, these revenues go towards also scaling your impact. So both revenues and business, you know, your business and impact can grow at the same time. But you see, a lot of people might say that, look, social enterprises are already doing it right. The premise of their formation, their genesis in itself is based on ESG principles often, right? So they're already getting it right. How much more help would they need? I mean, what exactly are some of the gaps that you're seeing among them that need to be addressed right now? So I think I think that there are many gaps. I think if you look at um, you know the social enterprise landscape in Singapore, for example, you know many of them remain very small. Uh, and I think what we want to do uh, through our grant program and you know through other types of support that we give, whether it's through business support, you know profiling them, I think really is to get them is to help them to grow their business. Uh, many of them remain small for for many different reasons. Right, one one of which is I mean there is certainly a capital gap, you know where, uh, like, I guess foundations like us, you know, we can give grants, um, but we see also a role for, you know, growth capital coming in, you know, at the next stage um, to help them to scale up, to grow, to go, you know, to grow beyond Singapore, expand their product suite and, and so on. So I think there's a finance gap and there's definitely a skills gap. So we see, for example, you know, we have supported uh, more than 100 enterprises since we started in 2014. And many of them are now at the stage of trying to uh, expand and grow. So they have grown from maybe a 10% team to a 40 50 person team and they need you know advice in terms of how do I grow my team how do I set up structures you know and, and so on and these are ways that you know businesses like ourselves can come in like our HR team you know has done a leadership training course for some of the enterprises we support to help them to you know in terms of skills and expertise to go from being small to really scaling up right I think that's the, the challenge that many of them face. Okay so tell us more about how one can qualify for this grant and what they get as part of the program. So this year for our for our the DBS Foundation so grant, we have two categories. One, you know, it's for social enterprises that are looking to scale up. So these are enterprises that have, you know, been have a, I guess a product um, that they have tested the market with. They have a minimum, they have in a way they have uh, proven revenues and now they're looking to grow, you know, whether in terms of growing in terms of markets or products and so on. So for these um, enterprises, we're really looking for, you know, what sort of problem are you trying to solve? Is this problem a real, you know, is this a big problem? And is your business model um, able to support solving this problem, right? And, and, if you, and if you are in this category of social enterprise, you're welcome to apply for the grant. Um, the grant program closes middle of this month, so do put your submissions in. And we're looking at, you know, providing grants of up to $250,000 um, for each um, enterprise for them to scale up their business. We also have a new category this year, and that's the small and medium-sized enterprise category. Who are In this category, because of the challenges, I think, uh, and also in this category, I think for the SMEs, um, many of them are, I think, 
taking their first step. So they have an established business already. They're coming at it from a different uh, angle, right? So now they're trying to start their sustainability journey. And that's what this grant is for. So I think we see, you know, in Singapore, I mean, there's so many SMEs out there. And we would love to be able to, I think, play a small role in transforming the businesses um, or in starting their journey of sustainability. And that's what um, this other category of grants are for, is really towards helping SMEs to kickstart their journey um, towards sustainability. So if you're an SME you know, uh, who is registered in any of our six markets, that's Singapore, Indonesia, India, Hong Kong, or Taiwan, um, and you have an established business model, and now you have you know, a particular project that you're looking at you know, to embark on um, the sustainability journey, you know, it could be in the area of, for example, reducing food waste. It could be in the area of sustainable, uh, improving the sustainability of your supply chain, reducing energy consumption. We're just hoping to be able to you know, provide that nut to SMEs to start maybe with a small project, you know, um, towards their sustainability journey. So that's what this new category of grants are for. And I, I think that's uh, that it's, some, it's something new, but we see it as something that I think would be really relevant, you know, in Singapore today. You know, Claire, I'm so glad that you mentioned SMEs in general, because when we talk about social enterprises, as I mentioned earlier, at least they don't have an awareness issue and they already want to start their business with a purpose. However, more mature SMEs may not have started off that way. You know, ESG wasn't in vogue when they started operations and they've since then just been putting out fires and trying to survive rather than look at ESG as a business imperative. The thing is, large organizations, MNCs, are also struggling with managing sustainability issues, right? Ensuring that their entire value chain is sustainable, grappling with reporting standards, global reporting standards, national reporting standards, all of those things. So, As you look at the SME landscape in Singapore, what exactly are you seeing in terms of awareness among the SMEs and SME owners and staff and talent in the sector about such issues and whether or not they are really seeing it as a business imperative or they're just seeing it as another thing for me to do? I mean, I I think we all know that, you know, SMEs face I mean, really all kinds of pressures, right? So, I mean, in a way, especially given where the economy is at and, and so on, I think there are many competing pressures for their attention. Um, so so I, I think we're trying to move away from, you know, sustainability just being something for the MNCs or something for the young people. You know, we want to make it mm. mainstream, right? And that's why... I think we're trying to make this uh, easy for SMEs to say, just take a small step first. So it's kind of like test the waters, do a small project, you know, to kind of kickstart the journey. So I think we're trying to improve awareness, to grow awareness um, in some small tangible areas. I think, I mean, I think people talk a lot about these things, right? There's a lot of talk, but I think what we're trying to do here is to say, take a small action, you know, maybe, you know, maybe changing one of your, one component of your supply chain, you know, which could have, X percent impact on your sustainability, right? So, so I think we're just trying to encourage, so making that small, encouraging SMEs to take that small first step because we know that it is challenging to, to it is a, it is challenging, like you said, even the corporates, uh, even corporates and and all that struggle with this, right? So I think we recognize the challenges and we just want to encourage, you know, all businesses to take that first step. Mm. The DBS Foundation has actually helped quite a number of enterprises over the years, right? Would you be able to? Maybe tell us some of the examples that could serve as inspiration for others here. 
Sure. Um, I think over the years, so I think since 2014, we've focused on supporting um, social entrepreneurs. And actually, all this started from our own SME banking team. You know, they were the ones who back back then, you know, started to notice um, the, the emergence of these types of small and medium, small, small companies, you know, who are looking to tackle social and environmental problems. So that's kind of how we started. Um, and I think very proud to say that, you know, I guess over the eight years, we have seen uh, many of these enterprises grow um, and many of them are now ready to scale up. So I think just even here in Singapore, you know, examples like, um, you know, Better Barista is a social enterprise that one of the earliest ones that we supported. Mm. Um, I think they were, I think they, they, they're probably one of the oldest social enterprises as well. They just celebrated their 10th year. Um, and, um, what they do basically is really leveraging coffee, um, using coffee to change lives. So they, uh, they provide holistic training to youth um, as well as women um, who struggle to find employment um, elsewhere. So they provide barista training as well as holistic um, mental wellness training as well for them so that you know, they're able to have a skill and hopefully also be able to find jobs either within you know, the enterprise itself or even elsewhere. Uh, so I think very proud of their growth. You know, they have a sustainable business model, and with that, they're able to um, they're, they're able to impact um, people's lives as well. And beyond that, I think I was recently educated, you know, about the overall just environmental sustainability as well of the coffee industry and how mm. you know it is. I mean, the whole industry itself, from an environmental standpoint, could really grow um, in terms of sustainability. And social enterprises like Better Barista are trying to you know source responsibly responsibly ensuring that smallholder farmers, you know, of cocoa beans are able to really, uh, you know, move above the poverty line um, and even the way that coffee is grown, you know, impact on the environment. So it's really the whole industry, you know, that they Mm. want to impact. So that's one enterprise that we're very proud of. Now, when you talk about the more mature SMEs and getting them started on a small project, perhaps at the beginning to get them on the bandwagon as a start, what sorts of projects are you envisaging? What would qualify as a small project that could get a business on the bandwagon? Uh, For example, uh, I think a couple of areas. I think the first would be, you know, even thinking about, you know, ways to reduce energy consumption in your business. Maybe there are simple uh, clean energy solutions that you could implement. Maybe you could install some, you know, types of equipment that uh, allow you to be more energy efficient. It could be in areas of reducing waste. Um, whether it's encouraging, you know, recycling of wastes, um, using, uh, it could be electronic waste, food waste, you know, plastic mm, waste in your right. business, for example. This whole project of helping SMEs and, you know, having a DBS foundation to begin with, I'm sure is an integral part of DBS's ESG efforts as a whole, right? So as a business, what sort of role do you see banks and large corporations like DBS playing as we move forward? There's been a lot of talk about whether or not businesses are doing enough for society, for the environment, because we have to remember ESG is several components as well, right? But moving forward, how can this role be made more meaningful, not just be seen as a business imperative to attract the right types of talent and customers, but actually making an impact moving forward? I think businesses have a huge role to play in really advancing sustainability goals. So for us, for example, I think a key part of it got to be, you know, about embedding sustainability um, right at the core of our business. So for us, I think there are three 
main pillars of our sustainability agenda. I think the first part is really that, which is responsible banking. So, you know, it really has in our core business products, you know, whether it's our through our credit cards or through our corporate lending, all of that, you know, has to has to embed sustainability goals. And, and all of that gives us opportunities to, to bring customers along, you know, to influence customers' choices of how they do business, you know, and how uh, and the types of goals that they have. So I think the first part is really about how we can, through our business, really embed sustainability. Um, the second part is walking the talk. So how can, you know, for us as a bank, you know, in our own operations, our own hiring policies, uh, in our supply chain, how can we ensure that you know we also embed um, ESG principles in all of those things? Because we can't just tell us tell our customers, oh, you know, you need to do that, right? I mean, so mm. I think the second part is really about how we ourselves do that, and the third part is about um, what we call impact beyond banking, and that is in our wider community, you know, through DBS Foundation as well as um, our volunteering uh, initiatives. You know, we really want to see how we can create impact, you know, beyond. Um, banking as well in the communities that we're in. I think that illustrates it really well for businesses of any size where it's your entire value chain that is built on ESG principles. So thanks for explaining that, Claire. Claire Wong, head of DBS Foundation. Thanks for joining us today. You stay safe and take care. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.